All right, well, this is our 2023 annual congregational meeting. And to begin, I'd like to read a passage of Scripture, Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12. And we will start reading at verse 18. For you have not come to a mountain that can be touched into a blazing fire, into darkness and gloom and whirlwind, into the blast of a trumpet and the sound of words, which sound was such that those who heard begged that no further word be spoken to them, for they could not bear the command, if even a beast touches the mountain, it will be stoned. And so terrible was the sight that Moses said, I am full of fear and trembling. But you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to myriads of angels, to the general assembly and the church of the firstborn who are enrolled in heaven, and to God, the judge of all, and to the spirits of the righteous made perfect, and to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood, which speaks better than the blood of Abel. Well, let's pray together. Father, we thank you that we don't come to Mount Sinai, we don't come to the law, we come to Mount Zion, we come to Jesus, the mediator of a new and a better covenant. And Father, we thank you for the the wonderful work that you do here in this place among these precious people. And Father, we pray today that as we have our um, annual meeting that you would preserve the unity, preserve the spirit of unity and the bond of peace. We pray that you would give us glad hearts that we're a part of your people. We are so glad to be a part of the family of God. And so we pray that you'd give us that sense of privilege. And we pray that as we proceed, that you would be glorified even in the details, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. So it's my uh, custom at the annual um, business meeting to give sort of a state of the church address, give you an update on certain things. And first of all, for those who prayed for me while I was in Zambia, I want to, um, I want to thank you. Um, it, was, it was really a great two weeks being at the Lusaka Ministerial College and then uh, the Copper Belt Ministerial College teaching the same class, back-to-back Old Testament prophets. And it was, uh, it was just a delightful time. I prayed and or I asked you guys to pray uh, that I wouldn't get sick, and God answered that. I guess I should have prayed about my teeth too, um, but um, we're going to be giving uh, a report uh, with with slides on October 18th for Missions Night. So Missions Night is going to be Wednesday, October 18th. It'll start about 5:30. We'll have our missions table set up with. Um, with food and all that kind of stuff. So, so as we begin, I want to, first of all, just reflect on the Lord's kindness to us. So as we, as we approach um, this coming March, we're coming up to uh, 30 years as a church. And it is, it is utterly amazing to me that, uh, that first of all, 30 years have gone by. It's, it's really something else. Um, but in those 30 years, God has showered us with his grace and his kindness again and again and again. He has brought us as a people through deep waters. He has blessed us as we have ridden on Mount Zion's heights. And he's been with us in the valleys. 
And it is, it is absolutely amazing. And so as we get ready, I'll talk more about this um, at the end, but we, we're going to have a, a, a pretty, pretty glorious celebration uh, in, in March, celebrating 30 years. And um, what a milestone. One of the things that I am uh, profoundly thankful for is the way uh, that you serve one another. I cannot tell you how glad it makes my heart to see the way that you guys serve each other. Um, Something happens, a tragedy, a trial, and the overwhelming majority of you step up and you serve and you serve selflessly and it's unbelievably encouraging when there when there is a need there's an abundance of help and it is uh, it's a blessing to the elders to see this also the way that you that you pray for one another is also so encouraging to us and i just want to remind all of us um, this morning that uh, perhaps we're never more like Jesus than when we are simply serving one another. The apostle says in Philippians 2, do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit, but with humility of mind regard one another as more important than yourselves. Do not look out for your own personal interests, but also for the interests of others. Have this attitude in yourselves, which was also in Christ Jesus. And I want to say that um, I see that passage played out again and again in this body. And I give thanks to God for that. In addition to a, a wonderful congregation that serves and prays, I want to say that we have an eldership that is, that is utterly amazing. And as you, well, as I travel around and am in various churches, I can say that um, amazing elderships are in the minority. Um, so many times there are struggles and strife and challenges and difficulties and we really, God has blessed us with uh, some amazing elders. And um, let me just make a few comments about each one of them, realizing that they'll also have time later. So I want, don't want to do anything to evoke unnecessary comments. So, Daniel, our... Newest elder. Oh, is Erica our newest elder, or are you the newest elder? Okay. And uh, the tallest elder. You're the tallest elder. And the hairiest elder. <laughs> and that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> Daniel actually just, he, can, he continues to be such a great blessing. I hope that you would all agree that he has been just a tremendous asset to our congregation and a wonderful blessing, and he has become a dear friend. And if there's one thing I could say um, that just stands out to me is that I love the way that he takes his um, blue-collar, hard-working work ethic that his dad brought him up with and applies it to the ministry. Okay. He is he is a hard working pastor, and um, I really I appreciate that. And brother, let me say that even though I knew that you were the right person, um, you have uh, exceeded all of my expectations. Okay, and I thank God for you, Charlie and Eric. Charlie continues to demonstrate uh, a shepherd's heart. Um, if, if you want to talk to the nice elder, you go talk to Charlie. <laughs> um, 
he, he loves God's people. And that love for God's people comes out over and over again. Sometimes it comes out with him speaking the truth in love. Sometimes it comes out with him saying hard things. I've never, I've never met anybody in my whole life who can say hard things and say those hard things with a smile and say it nicely. I mean, I've, I've never seen anybody with a smile say, you know what your problem is? Is you're proud. And yet Charlie's there with a smile and, and a big heart. Um, Eric... What can I say about you, brother? God has blessed our eldership with you. Um, you are, you're a blessing to all of us. Um, we, we love you. Um, now you're, you're an elder because you're married to Cassie. Um, <laughs> we, we really wanted Cassie, but since we don't have women elders... But brother, you are, you are such an encouragement. And I know that if I were to ask how many of you get texts from Eric, a number of you would raise your hands. Um, he is constantly texting verses and encouragement. And he brings, uh, he brings a humility to the eldership that is, that is really wonderful. He is, he is uh, direct and bold, but he's humble and brother, you've you've blessed us. And then, of course, there's Vic. And uh, what could we say about Vic? Vic is the oldest elder, by far. <laughs> Although it is sobering to realize that Vic was about my age now when they started attending Grace Community Church. And so, brother, you are a faithful laborer. I mean faithful. You're faithful in the Lord's work. And when I think of my brother, there's one word that stands out above everything else. And it's simply that word faithful. He's always there. He's always available. And so... I have to say that I am utterly blessed with the men that, that God has raised up. And I just want to publicly say that I, I could not have a better group of men to labor with. Our deacons, if you're a deacon, please stand All right, so we're missing some. Eric, take note of who's missing. (laughs) So our deacons, we have 10 deacons. We have 10. I tell people we have 10 deacons. Yeah, you guys can sit down now. I tell people we have 10 deacons and they, they think we must be a megachurch. Um, but let me say that our deacons are an incredible blessing to this congregation. I mean, men, you serve this body and our Lord with love and faithfulness. When you guys are meeting together and I walk by and I see you behind that closed door, I never wonder... Are they planning a coup? (laughs) I know that they're about the Lord's business and about serving God's people. And to all of our deacons, I not only thank God for you, but I can also say that you are what the diaconate is supposed to be. All right, that brings us now to um, membership updates. This is always um, 
a blessing. So from October 2022 to 2023, we have added 35 new members and witnessed 13 baptisms. And we will witness two more this afternoon. And they're special. All baptisms are special. If you got baptized and I didn't say it was special, it was special. All right. Um, but today um, we have Matthias Benton who's going to be baptized. And really, I wish we had time to tell you the the story, the the story of the Bentons and God's work uh, in them and their kids is amazing. But we also have a second generation baptism. I baptized Adam Gadat when he was little. There, there was a time when Adam was little. <laughs> Actually, I baptized Eric Gadat too. And even when he was little, he wasn't little. And so today we get to baptize Geneva Gadat. And I want to just I want to say we'll we'll talk more about this in the in the near future, but just remember God saves children. And parents urge your children to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't decision them. Don't give them a a little date that they can put in the front of their Bible, but encourage them to be repenters and encourage them to be believers in the gospel, to follow Jesus. And God, in fact, saves little children, and for that we're thankful. And so we'll be voting on the Bentons today and then... um, Also, uh, Geneva and Matthias, uh, they'll be baptized. So, uh, as far as um, member resignations or removals, we've had um, 16 resignations. Let me just go through those real quickly. Um, So, Elizabeth Berlich uh, moved away to Ohio. Bob and Diane Bucknell are at um, um, Dayspring. It's it's the drugs. I didn't I didn't forget. All right. So if I say anything crazy while I'm preaching, just chalk it up to the drugs. Uh, Alyssa Detroit moved away. Uh, Steve and Ruth Yenchen changed churches. Sadie Kennedy got married and moved away. Uh, Lou and Kathy Madrasso. Now, I just mentioned this. Lou and Kathy, for 17 years, had been making the trek from Fallon to Minden, faithfully, every Lord's Day. And there have been some really positive changes in one of the churches. And they believed that it was a good, um, a good time for them to... Uh, to go back to that church, and so we we totally agreed. Uh, Jeff Meller moved away. Obviously, Alia and Winter moved away. Winter is doing a great job in his new ministry. Kyle and Sarah Wassel moved away, and Kyle is continuing to keep his hand to the plow there in the pastorate in uh, Cody, Wyoming. Uh, Evelyn Wheeler changed churches, and uh, Levi Woodruff has resigned. And so you can see the, the overwhelming majority of those resignations are simply people who have uh, primarily moved away. Um, and I do want to say that I'm, I'm thankful. Some of my dear friends who pastor in California, um, for instance, Robert Elliott, over two years, they've had 40% of their church move out of the state. Okay. There's a mass exodus going on in California, and it's impacting the churches. Now, thankfully, God, you know, restores uh, and makes up for those losses. But 
We've had two members who died this year. We just uh, had Tom Corliss's service yesterday. And then, of course, Mateo Zaran. Mateo went home to be with the Lord on August 11th and Tom on August 19th. We had two excommunications, Sam and Amira Wilking, and currently we have two members who are on church discipline, Joy Alvarez and Monica Hansen. And so currently, our current membership as of October 1st uh, is uh, 273. All right, Ministry of the Word, Um, we finished the Confession of Faith, and we did a series on evangelism and apologetics, and just out of curiosity, I wonder how many of you found that series helpful? Okay, all right, well, we hope that uh, the, the fruit of that is people sharing the gospel more and more. Um, coming up, let me tell you what we're going to do in Sunday school. So between, um, once we get through, um, so we have next week, we have our our missions prayer, and we're going to have Megan Wilhelm join us in our prayer meeting by Zoom, all right, and so um, from Poland, and so we're looking forward to that. The following week, we're going to have a special Sunday school where um, we bring in... um, uh, an estate planner, he's a Christian, obviously, Andy Hansen, and he's going to talk to us about Christian estate planning. And let me just put a plug in for that. Over the, the last few years, we've had a number of people in the congregation die. And if you die and you don't have your affairs in order and you don't have your estate in order, it is a nightmare for the people who are left behind. Okay, it really is. Um, if you have no plans, if you, the, your loved ones are the ones that have to, in the midst of their grief, pick up all this slack and figure stuff out. And so, um, so Andy's going to come and talk to us about how to prepare um, for end of life things, and um, and so that'll be uh, two weeks from today. And then uh, through the rest of the year, we're going to do a brief series on marriage. But then at the beginning of the year, we're going to make 2024 the year of Pilgrim's Progress. And so what we're going to do is Daniel and I are going to come up with a reading plan. And what we're hoping is that all of the families will engage in this, read Pilgrim's Progress together as families, And then we will keep pace in Sunday school, teaching on the different, um, really the different theological aspects and dimensions of Pilgrim's Progress, which is just so incredibly rich. Um, I usually ask how many have read Pilgrim's Progress, and then I see people that haven't raised their hand, and then I think they must not be converted. So I will, um, I'll, I'll skip that for today. Last year at this time, we were in Romans 9, and I'm happy to report to you that next week we'll start Romans 11. <laughs> so we're, we're, we're moving right along. Um, the pace is dizzying, of course. Um, Daniel has been preaching in Colossians uh, in the afternoons, and then while I've been gone in the mornings... And uh, all the messages that I've heard have just been excellent. And I want to just, I want to say that when we brought Daniel on, one of the prerequisites was that he had to be a good preacher. And I want to say, thanks be to God, we have a good preacher. All right. Um, And then Wednesdays, we're going to, we're close to finishing Revelation. We're close to the new heavens and the new earth. And... um, Maybe, maybe in two different ways. Maybe in Revelation and maybe, who knows, maybe we're closer than we think. And so Revelation 21 and 22 will be on the menu for Wednesday nights, and then it's going to be a surprise what we do next. And so, all right.
So let me just give you just a brief uh, word of exhortation, and then I'm going to have um, the other elders come up, and then we'll do our vote and a few other things, all right? So at Grace Community Church, and this has been true for all 30 years, is that the ministry of the word is central to everything that we do. Everything flows out of that. We've, we've pictured that before as as a hub that then has spokes. And that hub is the ministry of the word. Everything else flows out of that. And there are, uh, there are many, many, many important things that happen in a church that are not the ministry of the word, but they flow out of the ministry of the word. And so our morning worship is, is, is well attended But I want to say that Lord's Day afternoons and Wednesday nights could be better attended. And I realize that there are genuine providential hindrances for people that have work or um, Sunday afternoons, uh, China Springs, Aurora Pines, juvenile detention, other ministries and things like that. There may be just the hindrance of having small children and coming in the afternoon just makes it for a really long day. But um, there are other reasons that aren't all that legitimate. And I want to just say that we live in a culture where church attendance is considered pretty good if you make it once a week. All right? But that's not pretty good for people who have a high view of the Lord's Day and a high view of the means of grace. And it's not pretty good for people who love the word and are fed the word and who love each other, (laughs) right? And so every time we gather together, believe it or not, we're we're doing something as we gather that we're going to be doing throughout all of eternity, okay? I'm not going to be preaching anymore. I'll be out of a job. Daniel and I will be out of a job, okay? But that's perfectly okay. We're going to be the gathered church in the new heavens and the new earth. And we'll be worshiping the Lord and loving the Lord and loving each other for all of eternity. And so what happens when we gather is it's a little bit of, it's a little taste of of heaven on earth for us. And so if the gathering of the saints is a little taste of heaven on earth, we should really make, uh, make an effort to be present when we can. And oftentimes, uh, it's, it's really merely a matter of priorities. And so I just want to give you just a couple of reminders. And that is, first of all, whoever is preaching or teaching on a Sunday afternoon or a Wednesday night has put just as much work and effort into that message as the one preaching Sunday morning. There is, there is no such thing at, Gra- at Grace Community Church as, as warmed-up leftovers, okay? So your pastors work hard, and it doesn't matter, like I said, whether it's a Sunday afternoon or a Wednesday night. So there's not one service where, in a sense, the scraps are served, okay? It's always a full meal that's carefully prepared in love for your good, and it's also an opportunity for us to worship and to pray with the church family. And frankly, I don't know many things that surpass the importance of being under God's word and being with each other. And so this isn't a spanking. It's simply a challenge. So you can ask yourself, what am I missing when I miss assembling with the saints? You're missing an opportunity to be under the word with God's people and you're missing an opportunity to grow and to learn. And so um, I think Eric wanted to say something, and Daniel, and Vic, and Charlie, were you? Okay. See, I pressured Charlie into it because he wasn't going to do it. All right. So why don't you guys go ahead and come on up.
Psalm 40, verse 5 says, You have multiplied, O Lord my God, your wondrous deeds and your thoughts toward us. None can compare with you. I will proclaim and tell them, yet they are more than can be told. I just want to publicly thank and praise God for what he has done He's done wondrous things in this church body. Who can change a rebel's heart? Who can change a guy's heart that, as a boy, used to hate church? My mom and dad would drag me to church. Who can change a heart to have this place be the the most glorious of places. When you think back on a year, how many of you can say, the best times I've had in my whole year is, have been at Grace Community Church, uh, singing God's praises, listening to his word, and all credit and glory goes to God. He can change a rebel's heart. He can change a rebel into a worshiper. And I'm seeing that time and time again. I'm seeing him change hearts that once hated him to hearts that want to be here and are worshiping and even leading in worship. I also want to thank God for all of you. 2 Thessalonians 1.3 says, We ought always to give thanks to God for you, brothers, as is right, because your faith is growing abundantly, and the love of every, every one of you for one another is increasing. I see your love increasing for one another. As Pastor Brian says, I see you serving one another. I thank God for everybody that does things behind the scenes. I'm going to be talking just briefly about some things close to my heart. How about food? (laughs) Who serves us in the kitchen? I praise God for the kitchen staff. Carol Borsos, Patty Woodruff, Nanette, Liz Dickinson, Elva, I've also been noticing tons of young ladies serving in there. And guess what? There's also a whole batch of young men that are serving in there. I think they've got some extra motivation. (laughs) Wouldn't that be wonderful to look back and say, I met my wife as I was serving in the kitchen at church. (laughs) We have a really special group of young men at this church, young men that serve the elderly. We saw that yesterday at Mr. Tom's uh, memorial service. We have a... Watch what happens after... Uh, church this morning after the 1030 service you're going to see a group of young men with towels and they're spraying bleach right where you're eating (laughs) 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 so they're serving and they're loving and they think more of serving than being served and who does that remind you of We have a wonderful group of youth leaders, Allie Gadat, Eric and Jolene Gadat, Cody and Tay, Jesse and Ellie Mae Dickinson. So we recently had a meeting, and I asked the question to begin the meeting, so why are you guys here? Why do you guys serve? And one of the youth leaders says, 
because we love these kids. They love God and love others. And their heart and motivation is to proclaim the gospel and to proclaim how good and great our Savior is. I could go on. Kids desiring God, Sunday school teachers, the unsung heroes of this church, the deacons, the sound booth. How many of you go onto the website or sermon audio and listen to a sermon in the middle of the week? So it's such a blessing. Nathan, thank you so much, brother. Roger, there's so many that serve and to serve us in that sound booth. How about our worship leaders? So thankful that they are so good doing what you do. Thank you for serving us that way. And lastly, more unsung heroes, finance committee, uh, Molly Nugent, Tom Judy. Uh, they do what I don't want to do and present a budget in a, and can articulate it in a way that we can understand. So praise God for the saints and the servants at Grace Community Church. Mine's going to be much shorter. <laughs> this is the best church I've ever been part of by far. And so I want to say thank you. And thank you for giving me the opportunity to serve alongside of you. Thanks. Well, next year I'm not going to go after Eric because he talks about everybody. He covers all the bases. So, um, But he didn't talk about Brian. <laughs> to clarify, because I didn't notice we had... We, had some new people who ended up leaving. By drugs, here's what he means. Um, <laughs> they're for his teeth, just to be... <laughs> wanted to clarify, because I'm not sure they knew that. But uh, <laughs> uh, one of the many things I can say about Brian, and you see it all the time, but you see it uh, more expressly when he's gone, is that... Um, he loves each and every one of you deeply in ways that we can't even describe. So he is like just a caged up animal when he's away because all he wants to do is get back here to be with you. And so he's listening to everything we, we preach or teach. I'm sure he trusts us, but he's still listening to it to keep an eye on us and make sure that you all are doing well and texting Every day asking about the saints here. So loves his church well and um, trying to keep him away from you all is nearly impossible, even when he has broken teeth and all of that. So um, the, the one thing I wanted to mention this morning uh, comes from Second Peter chapter 3, verse 18, an exhortation for us to all keep on our hearts and minds. Peter says, but grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be the glory both now and to the day of eternity. Amen. So my, my hope and prayer for us as a church is that as we grow in knowledge, that we would also continue to grow in grace. As Brian said, the teaching and preaching ministry here at the church is like that main central hub and uh, Charlie and I feel it extra heavy when Brian's gone and we're uh, in his office looking at each other going, so who's got this, uh, who's got Sunday night, who's got Wednesday, who's got, like we do a ton of teaching here. And my prayer is that as we grow in our understanding of the Lord Jesus Christ, that we would grow in accompanying grace as a result. So just that our, our growth wouldn't be simply knowledge only, but that we would grow in the way that we love and serve each other as well. Now, we, we do that well as a church, and my encouragement is continue to do it well. One of the things that I harp on with the 7th and 8th graders in Sunday school is that we have no intention and no desire to make fat-headed Christians. Christians have this huge understanding, 
but shriveled up little hearts. What we want are deep thinking, lion hearted Christians. And that's what we have here at Grace Community Church, and it's what we want to continue to do is growing in knowledge and in grace. So, two verses uh, to that end would be Romans 15 7, putting together that grace flowing out of knowledge aspect. Therefore, welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. We have a ton of new people coming in and visiting us on a weekly basis, remembering how Christ has warmly received you. Continue to put that into practice by the way that you warmly receive one another and newcomers as well. And then lastly, 1 Peter 3, verse 8, finally, all of you have unity of mind, Sympathy, brotherly love, a tender heart, and a humble mind. Well, I know it may not be evident, but I am the elder elder. Uh, When Bertie and I moved here in 99, uh, we moved away from our family our, two of our children had just moved back to Minnesota and where we lived. And, and so we thought, well, we'll come out here, I'll retire, and then we'll move back to be close to our family. But you've become our family. And it's a, a tremendous blessing to us to be part of our church here. And uh, uh, you don't see me up here as much, but I'll guarantee you I sign my name more than the rest of them combined. <laughs> uh, God gives us opportunity to serve where we're best suited. And uh, to me, it's a joy to be able to greet you as you come in on Sunday morning and uh, to meet our visitors as they come. It's just a, a blessing. So thank you all for being our family. Thank you, brothers. We now have uh, our, our vote. And so on the ballot, uh, it says the elders recommend uh, the 2024 annual budget. And then we have four persons for membership. So if you are a voting member and did not get a chance to vote yet, please uh, raise your hand and there will be a ballot and just this this happens a few times every every year. Don't forget to vote for the budget. Um, it's kind of inset, and it might be easy to miss. And so, Once you're done, if you just kind of hold them up, one of the faithful deacons will swing by and pick it up.
We have some over to over there. All right, and oh, we got one up here. Higher, Jeremy, so that people can see it. There you go. All right, any anybody else? All right, so as we wrap up our meeting, let me talk just quickly uh, about upcoming events. So January twelve to fourteen. We're going to host a uh, singles conference. Our guest speaker will be Steve Watkins. Steve is, a, is an excellent pastor from over near the Santa Cruz area, Trinity Bible Church. And um, Allie Gadat is spearheading that. And so, Allie, you had a few things you wanted to say about that. Single. Right, right. And let me just say, too, that the theme is not how to find a spouse or how to deal with loneliness. Or it's, the, the theme is going to be union with Christ. And, uh, and so, and Steve will do a great job. Then also March 1st through 3rd, we're having our 30th anniversary conference. And like I said, this is going to be a tremendous milestone. And we're going to have... Once again, uh, Joel Beakey and Bruce Ware with us, and uh, they are both looking forward to sharing that milestone. But then there's a bonus, and that is March 8th and 9th, we're going to have Paul Washer here, and um, Paul is going to preach um, one time on Saturday with a, with a Q&A, and then he will... Uh, preach on the Lord's Day. He'll do a heart cry presentation in the Sunday school hour. If you have never heard of Paul Washer, talk to Charlie. Anyway. <laughs> no, talk to, uh, <laughs> don't talk to Charlie. Um, we can talk to Charlie now, but maybe not like six years ago. Paul Washer called one day, and can I tell this story? Okay. So Paul Washer called one day, and, and Suzanne and Carolyn and Charlie all done, do a great job of running interference for people calling. They listen to something on Sermon Audio, or they hear something on Pilgrim Radio, and they want to talk to me about something that they heard. And, of course just don't always have time to do that. So they do a great job. And so one day, call comes in, and the guy says, um, may I speak to Brian Borgman? And Charlie said, well, is he expecting your call? And he said, well, no. And he said, uh, well, let me take a message. And he goes, well, I'd, I'd actually really like to speak to Brian Borgman. And Charlie said, um, well, does, does he know you? And he goes, well, I, I, I can't say that he, he does. Um, but I'd, I'd really like to talk to him. Well, what do you want to talk to him about? <laughs> well, I'd like, I'd like to talk to him about his, his sermons. He goes, look, let me just take a message for him. <laughs> and, uh, and the guy, very, very humbly, but he, he said, I'd, I'd actually really like to talk to him. And uh, Charlie said, oh, okay, what's your name? And so he says, well, Paul Washer. And so Charlie comes into my office and he goes, there's some guy on the phone that wants to talk to you. He's not giving up. His name's Paul Washer. You want to talk to him? (laughs) That's pretty accurate, right? (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, so that story has been told and retold. But uh, it'll be just a, a delight to have um, Paul Washer with us. And so um, if, if you've, <laughs> I don't know how you, how you couldn't have heard of Paul Washer, but if you haven't heard of Paul Washer, look up on YouTube and look at the sermon that made him famous, Paul Washer's Most Shocking Sermon. And um, <laughs> Courtney's laughing because you've seen that sermon, right? Yes. So what are you laughing about? I'm talking about you. Yeah. All right. All right. Any questions before we, we close our, our annual meeting? Questions? Hi, Ray. Well, it was, it was great. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a full presentation on the 18th, and I'll, have, I'll do this whole slides and, and, and all of that. But it was a blessed trip. It was, it was hard to be away knowing Ariel was dealing with her, with her mom under those circumstances. And so I felt um, really torn. But um, the Lord, the Lord um, sustained her, I think. And um, so anyway, I got home. So what I did is I, I put, uh, I was in two different places. I took, I took the clothes that I was going to wear on the way home on the first day of the second hotel. And I put those clothes right next to my bed so that every day I'd remember, I'm one, you're one day closer <laughs> You're one day closer. One day closer to putting those clothes on and then fly from Lusaka to Dubai, which is seven hours, and then from Dubai to San Francisco, which is almost 16 hours. And so, um, yeah, I kept those clothes. We didn't throw them away. All right. Okay. Well, I'm looking forward to sharing the, the, the whole two weeks. So, all right. Well, I think that it's clear um, the uh, elders deeply appreciate all of you. And uh, we're thankful for this church body. So let's pray together. Our Father and our God, we, we come to you this morning. And we are so thankful to you for your tender mercies. You've watched over us. You've protected us. You've guided us. And Father, we have every reason to believe that if you should give us another 30 years together, you will do the same and more. And so receive our praise and our thanks for all of your mercies to us. And Father, we pray that today as the word is proclaimed as The ordinances are observed in baptism and the Lord's Supper that you would be glorified. Father, you're building your church. We give you thanks. In Jesus' name, amen.